At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Thursday morning, December 17, 2020. Check it's it the Beating now. the Book podcast, a megapod for week number 15, live from the D in Las Vegas. Mike Palm, conciliary to Derek Stevens over here at Circus Sports. Uh, live at the D. We're never leaving the D. We're never going to Circa. No, I don't. Why should we? Why? This was a, a built for the COVID era here. Beautifully spaced out. Big table. I, I still like to come down here on Sundays and watch football. I, this is my preferred spot. Yes. Do you really? Yeah. I said to Derek, I said you spent a billion dollars and you couldn't top Bar Canada. <laughs> Bar Canada is where we broadcast live uh, from the D. Uh, Todd Wishnev from his mother's Cork Attic in uh, Pittsburgh, PA, with his uh, Pittsburgh Steelers decal behind him, his logo. How you doing, Todd? You good? I'm doing great. I'm, I feel attacked already, but I'm doing great. That uh, was before the show. We Todd feels attacked, but he was really the one who was attacking, wasn't he? Kind of. He's or feeling it? his oats after another Vsin appearance this morning. That's right. He was on the radio one segment. Now he's, he's the big big show. Oh wait a second. Oh, I was Todd. on the radio. I probably came up with something that Mike can rebrand and steal and put on Follow the Money, like <laughs> now no hyperbole. Okay. Yay, and let's, Mikey! And let's introduce our our rotating guest. Is kind enough to join us. First time ever on the Megapod. He's been kind enough. Aaron and I have. Uh, done uh, radio segments on Sirius for many years, and he's been on the podcast before, but never on the Megapod, which is what we do Thursdays, and we've done it for about a decade. Uh, it is the founder, the creator of the pioneering pro football analytics site, Football Outsiders. It's Aaron Schatz. How you doing, Aaron? Appreciate it. I'm good. I'm, I'm just trying to get used to the rhythms of this. <laughs> That's right. It does have a certain rhythm. And has a certain rhythm as the new guy. I'm not quite sure how it goes, but I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. One, two, three, four. I'll pick it up. It's outstanding. It's an outstanding opening comment. There is Aaron, a. It's very fun. It's very fun loving. Yeah. And you know, even though there are a number of people on this podcast that are not really good people, I try to work with them. 
Okay. That's kind of the rhythm. It's a syncopated beat is what it is, Aaron. It's not really on, on measure. It's not it's, four, four times. It has its own cadence. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the, the, the time, the, the tempo changes. Uh, all right. So, uh, as always, the format remains the same on the show. Uh, let us begin, though, with a, a update of Circa's Survivor Contest, sir. So, we started with 89 uh, entries last week, going into that week, and... 1,390 to begin the season. 1,390. We're at 89. Uh, if anyone or persons goes 18-0 and 0 because Thanksgiving was its own day, Derek Stevens adds a million-dollar bonus, which looks very likely. Um, very likely. So that the total pot would be $2.39 million. Uh, the interesting question last week was that 82 of the 89 survivors had the Seahawks, who were laying close to three touchdowns, as it turns out, against the Jets, and we put numbers on how many of the 82 would take it. I said 72. You were right there. Your number was the best of anyone. You know, it's interesting. Amal Shaw, who plays it very well and better than others, and Lombardi both said the number should be 82. The over-under should be 81 and a half. How can you not use, how can you not take Seattle? Amal said, I'd take it 100 times out of 100, and if they lose to the Jets, I live with it. Um, I said 75 and a half. It ended up being 76. 76 yeah. uh, took them. So, in the end... Seven entries were eliminated. Two nervy souls who lost with the Carolina Panthers against Denver. And then, uh, and then we had five go down with the Saints uh, at Philadelphia. So we stand with 82 now. And this will kind of be, I think, it starts to be separation weeks these last three weeks. Yeah. Because there's not big chunks of people that have obvious teams available. So you'll see the picks spread out now. I don't know if we'll see any upsets, though. That's the big question. Yeah. But you're right. They will be spread out from now on. That was the last week where everybody was going to land on one team. Now, you had a guest on today yes. who's, who's handicapping which entries have a chance or are favored to go 18-0, and 0, right? Is that of, correct? Of the 82, mm -hmm. he crunched the numbers. 25 of the 82, by his numbers, have a better than 50% chance of going the distance, of which I am one, mm -hmm. and of which I ranked quite highly. But... Upset. I wouldn't happen. say that out loud, Gil. I wouldn't say that out I know. loud. Hashem is <laughs> Hashem is listening. Once again, for new time listeners, Hashem, the Hebrew, for the name, literally. But God, of course, is what Todd means by that. And Todd feels like Hashem has a vendetta against him. Um, and the truth is, there really is no childlike God that people believe in. So I am not of the ilk of 95% of the people who believe in this childlike type of God. But anyways, but back to survival. If there is a vendetta against you, you're going to lose week 17. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. That'll be when you lose. And that's the squirrely week, right? No matter how, no matter how it's planned out. Oh, well. Now it's time for fast money. <laughs> I think that's what that noise means is it's time for fast money. Now, uh, I, I think that uh, that's the week, no matter what that spreadsheet says. We're all, those of us who, you know, have, have planned this, Amal Shah, perhaps the greatest planner of them all. Those of us who have planned this, there is still, you can plan it as well as you can possibly plan it. But when it comes to week 17, we still don't know who's going to be motivated and who's not. Because the one thing, if it's to make the playoffs or not to make the playoffs, it's one thing to make the number one seed or not. Only one seed gets the bye this year per conference. But will teams really care about seeds two through six if they're already in heading into week 17? We don't know. Two don't through know. seven. Two through seven if they're already in. Yeah. So, do I you want know. me to give you the update on how we're doing? Yes, please. Are you done with Survivor? Update, okay. and then we'll so, go into it. Yeah. yeah. Little update, um, bad week for Gil and Mikey, good week for me last week. 
Although I will say this, Gil and Mikey had Atlanta minus two and a half. Oh. I had them in game right. also minus two and a half because I thought, well, we're getting to the end of a game, and how can Anthony Lynn mess it up? And the only thing I forgot was that they were he was playing the Atlanta Falcons, the only team that could theoretically mess it up more than Anthony Lynn. So old Matty Ice, who I call Matt Hot Water Boiling Ryan, threw two interceptions in the last two minutes of that game. The Chargers threw an interception back to him to try to give him the game back. Finally, of course, the Chargers won, and both Gill and Mikey went down. So that puts Gill and Mikey, Gill at 21-19 and two, Mikey at 20-20 and two, and I'm at 20-21 and one, just barely behind them, with a nice two and one week. In the teasers, I am way ahead at 10 and four, Mikey at nine and five, and Gill at eight and six. So I'm way ahead in the teasers. But Todd, why did you say Gill and Mikey had a bad week? Didn't I go two and one as well as you, and Gill went one and two? Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. M- Mikey <laughs> did go. I misspoke. Mikey did go two and one with the Colts Raiders over, which was easy. Atlanta, which it was, was the Anthony Lynn nonsense. And then the Cleveland Baltimore over, which was about as good an over as they come. Thank you, court stenographer Todd Wishnev, court stenographer of the show. All right. Uh, let's begin with the Thursday night game. It doesn't have to be one of your best bets if you have anything to say about the Thursday night game. Um, Aaron Schatz, our esteemed guest. Any com- any thoughts on this game from a betting perspective? Would you stay away from it? Anything here tonight with the Chargers and the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of injuries in this game. So it's sort of like there's a lot of defensive players out for the Raiders, but then Mike Williams is out, and apparently Keenan Allen is hurt for the Chargers. And um, I think uh, I liked it better when it was Raiders by three than it Raiders by three and a half. I think it's Raiders by three and a half now. Uh, yeah, I kind of like Raiders by three. You do like the Raiders by three. You deal. You lay yeah, the three. Yeah, I kind of like it. Uh, not like my best bet of the week, sentences. but I kind of like it. We have Vegas twenty second, and we have the Chargers twenty ninth. Basically, the difference between the teams is special teams. I mean, special teams is less predictive than offense, but the Chargers special teams are so bad that you can kind of count on them doing something bad. Historically bad by your numbers, correct? Yeah, second worst special teams we've ever measured going back to 1985. Think about that. Second worst special teams ever back all the way to 1985. And Brother Lynn is a special teams coach. That's how he got his start in the league. Why do you call him Brother Lynn, That's by the not way? working. We, we need to talk to you about that. I call him Brother Lynn because one of the No Hyper Bowl segments was Brother Lynn's Traveling Ineptitude show. Okay, mm-hmm. off the Beatles album. Oh, all right, I see. That's why. Uh, and it's picked up. Oh, so now you rip off the Beatles too, Mikey? Night. <laughs> Well, if I started ripping you off, and then I, I added on to the, with the Beatles. The, the Chargers, <laughs> that, that end of first half sequence, uh, 22 seconds left uh, last week in the first half. And you're watching this, and you're like, is this really happening again <laughs> with Anthony Lynn and the Chargers against the Falcons? Uh, 22 seconds left. Clock stop. No timeouts. Third and one at the Atlanta 8. Down 17 to 10. The Chargers run. Okay, maybe they run. Maybe you can still spike it after that. But they don't. Um... They have the clock, the clock keeps ticking. They have no timeouts. With about nine seconds left, they decide to rush the field goal unit on. They rush the field goal unit out on instead of taking a shot at the end zone, which they had time for. Of course, they don't get off the 25-yarder. So what ends up happening is the clock goes to zero, uh, but they have uh, you know guys on offense lollygagging off the field, field goal unit going on the field. Even if it goes in in, in time, it's too many men on the field. It doesn't count. 
they it's amazing. They couldn't spike it because it was third and one. So when they didn't make the first down, they, they lost that option. That's correct. Yes. That is correct. But yes. once again, Anthony Lynn is yelling at his offensive coordinator on the sideline about a run call. The same thing that he says in, in Buffalo. It's horrible communication when they ran the ball after the Hail Mary and the live clock. I mean, no plays go through him. He doesn't have approval on any of the play calling. He doesn't speak to the team before the game. I, I, I'm just not sure why the Spanos family is so in love with this guy. I don't know. They may keep him. By the way, uh, I'm with Aaron. No pre-flop play on this for me tonight. Brian Balaga is out. Uh, you have uh, Perryman, Adderley. But the, the real thing is on offense, as, as Aaron indicated, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, all of them questionable. Did you hear Williams is out, out, Aaron? Is he definitely out? What I've seen is that Williams is out, out. Wow. And then the Raiders will be missing uh, Jonathan Abram, Damon Arnett, Cleveland Farrell, Nicholas Moreau. So you have uh, Nicholas Moreau. So you have this... You don't know who's playing, first of all. If you knew that those Chargers were playing, namely Eckler and Allen, maybe you pound the Chargers. Without, without that knowledge, this is a lot. This is an in-game bet for me. No pre-flop. If I don't know who's playing for the Chargers, until I know. That's, anything to add, Todd or, or Mike, on that? Nothing on tonight? Uh, to me, it's just in-game. I just want to, you know, one thing everyone should know about Raiders game, is there anyone more in love with the field goal than John Gruden? The guy loves 13-play drives, 13-play six-and-a-half-minute drives that end on a fourth and two at the 23 and then trots out the field goal team. I mean, John, why don't you pay attention to people like Aaron Schatz, who is obviously, you know, a, a metrics and analytic guy. One thing I will say about metrics and analytics is they've made it everyone realize that you got to go for it on fourth down and even on third and nine, maybe run a play that gets you to fourth and three so that you can go for it on fourth down. But John Gruden seems in love, absolutely in love with driving at 67 yards down the field and then an old football coach parlance saying something like, well, we got to get some points out of this drive. You know, you know, <laughs> we came all the way down here. We got to get some points. That, to me, is just insanity. Even though I like what John Gruden's doing, I don't understand why he's in so love with, he's so much love with the field goal. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I thought you were going to go a different. I thought you were going to go a different way with that. He has. There have been closed games at least one time this year where he decided to kick a really long fifty-plus yarder in a in a risk reward situation where if they miss it, it costs them the game. Uh, well, but, that too. Yeah, that it, too. Those are the times but where I'm I notice about it. The other thing. Yeah, no. Do you I, guys notice the, the? Do you guys notice the the incredible amount of long drives that end in a field goal for the Raiders? I don't know if well, you guys have noticed. There have been a lot of pieces this week, you know, randomly where it's like the Raiders, the toughest team to figure out in football, because they they played so well against the Chiefs twice, having beaten them once and flirted with beating them a second time, and then they barely beat the Jets, or we beat the Jets on a miracle. Aaron, you you do a great job of talking about the teams that are most consistent week to week this year and the teams that are the most volatile. Are the Raiders up there in volatility from week-to-week performance? Uh, yeah, they're not near the top of the league because they haven't had, like, the one great or one terrible performance, but they're they're pretty volatile. Matt Rule from Carolina, by the way, has done a lot of that this year where he keeps bringing on Joey Sly for these ridiculously long field goals instead of going for it on fourth down. Yeah, the risk-reward. Some coaches don't, don't seem to get that. Aaron, let's start with the best bets. Uh, let's get your first best bet of the week, sir. Sure. Uh, let's see. My first best bet of the week is the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 13 and a half Ooh. at Baltimore. Ooh. All right. Um, and your thoughts as to why there? Well, 
you know, the Ravens are really good on defense and special teams, but again, and the Jaguars are our, our last place defense right now. But again, like for predicting the future, offense is better than defense. Minshew has been much better than Glennon or especially Jake Luton for the Jaguars. And so if you look at uh, passing DVOA, which is our, our passing metric, you take out the week 12 game where Robert Griffin started for the Ravens. You still, you end up with minus 6% for Jackson uh, and minus 11% for Minshew. So they're not that far off from each other. Now the defense is obviously that's a big gap, but 13 and a half is a big line. I mean, I think that's coverable. How, how's 13? I see 13 consensus. You'll still take the 13. Yeah, I would still take the 13. Okay. Todd, is that what you see? 13 consensus? Yeah, I see consensus 13. Okay. Mikey. Your first best bet, sir. I did want to mention, I do have a play on the Thursday night game. Not in this, but I did bet the game over 53. You did. I will continue to bet overs in these Raiders games. This defense, I don't blame you at all. It's a bottom three defense in the NFL. It's horrific. And, and Tom, well, Mike, you could have got 52 because it's down to 52. Yeah. Well, I, it is what it is when I bet it. You know, I, I'm, I'm not predicting. See, I like number. that, Mikey, about genuineness. You're giving us the genuine stuff. Well, You're not giving us this sugar-coated nonsense where, oh, well, you know, I bet it at 52 because I always get the best number and all that nonsense. No, so I, I don't always get it. No, never. There's a lot of Todd on this show today, today, aren't there? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Todd's, Todd's good. But then he's I get like yelled chickens. at if there's not enough of me. He's like if there's my... not enough of me, then you yell at me for being too quiet. That's true. So now I'm many, too much. No. Then you yell at me for being too much. Many people consider Todd matzo ball soup for the soul. So it's, <laughs> right. it's okay. Uh, my best bet is the Chiefs. Oh, okay. uh, laying three points at at New Orleans. I think it's my this, number two. This awful Philadelphia team really exposed really exposed the Saints' uh, lack of ability to, uh, to to be dynamic or move the ball. You know, they miss Breeze, and they're not going to get him back. Maybe for two more weeks. He did get activated yesterday, though, yeah. did he not? Yeah, yeah, activated. But he will not play. Um, not this week. He won't. No, actually, I don't think he got activated. I think what it was was he got designated to return. Oh, okay. Thank you for that clarification. Designated I don't to think return. He's technically activated yet. My uh, producer Jason Kahn, who's back here doing a great job of the booth, he said from the beginning he was like eleven ribs and a punctured lung. He said he's never coming back. Mm. He still he sticks by that. Yeah, we'll see. He doesn't think he's coming back for the playoffs either. Doesn't think so. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, I think that the Chiefs will be very focused this week. They had a really poor performance in Miami. Look, I, I, I'm definitely of the belief that, that if Ryan Fitzpatrick were playing that game for the Dolphins, they would have beaten the Chiefs. I mean, Tua is, Tua is really bad, in my opinion. He's a one-trick pony. All he can do is throw that slant. Really bad? That's he's, pretty harsh. He's, you? I think he's awful. Wow. I, think he's, I, don't think, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Wow. And maybe it's due to his injury, and but... He, He's very limited to me. I watched that game. I mean, they had many opportunities. Mahomes needs to bounce back after a very subpar game for him, turning the ball over. It's a playoff atmosphere, uh, playing the Saints. It's, this is a prime, you know, a great matchup. And I, I think the Chiefs and Reed are focused. And I think they're, if this game was on a, you know, a neutral field, they're close to a touchdown favorite. And, and I think they go into New Orleans and they go wire to wire there. I'm going to step in line here, Todd, because that's my number two bet. I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs, too, giving three here as well. Is it three consensus, Todd? Three, yes? Uh, it's three with a, but well, yeah, it's three. Yeah, it's three. It's, it's not like a little juice. It's not, little it's not 125 juice, right, Todd? I mean, no, it's not, it's not a gill. It's not a Gilly I'm sorry. Did I win that better or not? I'm amazed that it's gone in that direction. Yeah, it me, started out at three and a half. And it's am, actually gone yep. in the direction of the Saints. I agree. That in fact, on guessing lines on Monday, a show that I do with Chris Andrews from the South Point, I guessed four and a half. 
and it has gone the other direction. Mm. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Mine is more, I just, I'm not a Taysom Hill fan. Uh, uh, Sean Payton clearly is. I'm sure he's a, he's, what he's overcome has been amazing, and I'm sure Taysom Hill, given the opportunity to play football more and get more reps, will just get better and better as a passer. I don't buy him right now. The thing that I really buy, though, is that I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs, I kind of get the feeling that they've toyed with opponents all year. I think they're better. That's what everybody thinks. And, 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 and you think that's the case or no? I don't know. Listen, the fact is almost any other team, if they were continuously winning close, the way the Chiefs win close week after week, we would be saying, you know, this team is very good, but why don't they have any dominating victories? Like eventually winning close every week is going to come back to bite them. Nobody wants to say that about the Chiefs because we all subjectively believe that they're just toying with their opponents. But what if they really are not? A dominant, like not a dominant team, just the best team of this year, but not like a historically dominant team the way people are talking about them. It, it's then a, they're in danger of losing sometime. It's fair. And probably here, to a team that's not starting Taysom Hill. It, it's a fair. It's a fair uh, counter. I, you know, I think the difference, and it is subjective, right? The, the difference is they're the Super Bowl champions. I think they're better this year. I get the sense that they're better this year than they were last year. Pittsburgh, who was a team that. Uh, fit the bill of what we're talking about, a team that won close games, put up a dud against the Cowboys and got by, uh, put up a dud against Pitt, uh, against Baltimore, the, the Robert Griffin game, and got by. Uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of examples with them. You knew that they were going to lose football games. I don't get that sense with the Chiefs. I could be very wrong. But I just, it's, you know, even in the Miami game, they outscored the Dolphins 30-3 to in the second and third quarter. I almost feel like they stepped off the gas. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's subjective. They were, yo, they were toying with Miami. That, I felt they I'm were. I'm not saying they do that. Not, yeah. I'm not saying they do it every game, but in that particular game, the game was over. Aaron Everyone is, knew it. Aaron is right, though, because Aaron comes from a, from a from a metric standpoint. There is subjectivity to that for sure, but it's worth a bet for me this week. I'll take Kansas City minus three. How about Hill when he makes that third down and three catch? All he has to do is go down, the game's over. Yeah. Instead, they have to fade the whole thing, the onside kick. I mean, everybody knows that. People are doing it everywhere, not going to. Why would he try to score a touchdown on that play and run out of bounds? It's as if they're not aware of the context of the game, these players. Time, time Imagine. and score, time and score. Imagine. By the way, I just want to say, I agree with Aaron, though. I think they're so dominant on offense, but at the same time, not dominant at all on defense. In fact, I think they might be below average on defense. Well, and that's probably why they give up these backdoor touchdowns all the time. Well, that's Do you a, agree with me that they're below average on defense? Uh, uh, I mean, we have um, below average in every way other than the passing game. Their running game is below average. Their special teams are average. Their defense is below average, especially against the run. That passing game is keeping everything winning. Aaron, do you rate their defense from this year uh, better, worse, or the same as their defense from their Super Bowl winning team last year? Oh, I'd have to go look to see yeah. where we had the numbers. I think it's pretty similar. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's the real question, Aaron, closing it out with the Chiefs here. <laughs> who is the team in the AFC that if you gave the Chiefs truth serum, who's the team they'd least like to see in the AFC playoffs in a championship game? Tennessee. Tennessee. I they love don't that answer. Eric Henry. So even more so than Baltimore, the way they're constructed, or Buffalo. Yeah, because with Baltimore, you feel like they can't really pass on you that well. Like with Tennessee, you know they can pass on you and they can run on you. Yes, their defense is garbage, so you're going to score against them all the time. But you're Kansas City. You're going to score against everybody all the time. The idea is, 
I think the thing they least want to face is Derrick Henry. Even though Kansas City matches up very well with the Tennessee defense. Yes, Tennessee beat them a couple years ago in the playoffs, I think. No, there was that game. Did they beat them in the regular season? Tennessee beat beat them with the backup quarterback. Remember that backup quarterback game? You know what game game Aaron's referring to was our buddy E's worst gambling loss ever was the Mariota-Andy Reid game, if I'm not mistaken. 18 to 17, was that that game? Maybe I'm thinking. Maybe no, I'm thinking. I, thought like was, I thought it was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it's a different conversation. I thought that was his worst loss. There was a game. I might be complaining a couple games. Todd, what was your first best bet, Todd? By the way, I just want to say I was good. I was going to use KC as one of my three picks, but I'm you, not no, doing you it. You can't do it. Don't do it to us. Don't do it I know. to us. Yeah. I'm not, no, no, oh, yeah. no. I'm already telling you right now. Yeah. I'm not doing it because I know as soon as I do it, that's an automatic 0 and 1 for everyone. Two is so fine. Three is a jinx. Yeah. I'm not going to take uh, Kansas City minus three. I'm going to take as my best bet the under in the Philadelphia Eagles Arizona Cardinals game. And the reason is, and I have, uh, Gil, what do you have? Because I have numbers like 49 and a half mostly. Is that what you have? Uh, I'm efforting that right now. Hold on. Wi-Fi is uh, janky. Well, you effort. I'll give a little update. Burnley almost scored on a header, and that would have been very, very not good for both me and Mikey. Yen's talking about football. What? That's not football. That's soccer and that. Yen's are crazy. 49 and a half, Todd. No, wait. What game are we talking about again? Arizona, Philadelphia, 49 and a half. I'm sorry. I was giving you my England and my Pittsburgh impressions. Uh, two different guys watching us soccer here. Anyways, I'll take Philadelphia, Arizona under 49 and a half. And the reason I'll take it under 49 and a half is I have to think that Doug is going to say, how can we win this game? Conservative. Let's protect Jalen Hurts, similar to what he did against the Saints. Let's not make him do anything. Let's run the ball a ton. Run, 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 run the football. Let that clock go. And uh, on the other side, Arizona's not really a big over team. I know they have Cliff Kingsbury as the coach, but they're not. If you look at their games, they're not really an over team at all. And I think the fact that Doug is probably going to do the same thing, put Jalen Hurts in the in the um, in the, uh, you know, the styrofoam padding or whatever and not allow him to lose the game for them, really game manage it, it's got to make 49 and a half to me a little bit too high. So I'm going to go Philadelphia, Arizona, under 49 and a half. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, I just want to point out two things. One, this just in from uh, my D.C. peeps who are texting me. Dwayne Haskins taking first-team reps with Washington this morning. Uh-oh. I saw that. Because uh, I was going to use... I was going to use them, and then when I saw Clem Haskins, it might be the uh, starter. I quickly got off of that. <laughs> Clem Haskins, former Washington Bullet, I believe, back in the day, not Washington Redskin. Uh, I got this DM. This is a this DM, and, and Todd is uh, Todd. I appreciate this. I wrote I read this earlier on a numbers game. Hey Gil, I've talked to you on and off for years, ever since the betting dork days, and I've always been a big fan of how you break down and analyze matchups and value. I've been recovering from an accident a month ago where I suffered a concussion, and have been having to stay in a dark room. Uh, to lights which trigger migraines. I'm at the end of my recovery, starting to feel like myself, but over these past four weeks, I've listened to all of your podcasts and replays of a numbers game, and it's been a major part of my recovery. I haven't been able to do anything besides listen to podcasts, and it's helped me get through each day. With that said, please don't allow Todd to fuck up the Megapod today. My health depends on it. (laughs) Sorry. Just wanted to say thank you. While you've been doing your job, you don't know how much you've really helped me rest and recover from my injury. That's dub and Tim. (laughs) That's the truth. It's this right here. That's what he said, Todd. Listen, I can boycott this Megapod and take it right down the tubes at any moment. <laughs> so keep said. it up, buddy. It's it's up. It is weird most... to come in and be the guest on this podcast, which clearly has a lot of history. Yeah. I'm sorry, Aaron. It's a rotating I guest. I feel a little bit like Kendall Hinton. Like, what am I doing here, man? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I hope you don't feel that way. It makes me – it breaks my heart. <laughs> Aaron, you're doing much better than Kendall Hinton. I've already yeah. seen you complete a couple of passes. <laughs> All right, uh, Aaron, pick number two from you, sir. Let's see here. Uh, my number two pick, uh, Bills minus six and a half against Denver. Saturday NFL action. All right. Saturday NFL action. Do you yeah, have Bills. Actually, yeah, I, I have mostly six. We six. can give you minus yeah, six. Yeah, even there, better. Aaron. Even better. Minus well, six. Pick it on. Clearly, the, 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 the lines that I have are a little dated. Um Denver is the number 31 passing game in our numbers. And if you take out the Kendall Hinton game, they're still the number 31 passing game. And Kendall, <laughs> so what you're saying is Kendall, Hill, Kendall Hinton doesn't really affect their ranking that much at all. I, I mean, the number 31 offense. Sorry, yeah. they're the number 29 passing game. Yeah, their, their running game has been terrible. Uh, Lindsey and Gordon are both questionable. Uh, Locke was good last week, but for most of the season, Locke has not been that good. Um, their offense is just not working, and Buffalo is their defense has improved over the last few weeks. Their offense is good. Uh, I really like Buffalo in that game. All right, that's the first of the two Saturday games. I'm so glad we have Saturday NFL championship Aaron, day. It's, very, it's, a, it's conflicting for the active content. Yes, active content. Manager. I told the boys. I said in the sports book, you can play the audio on the NFL games, but at the pool. We've marketed Championship Saturday. You've got to you got to stick with the, the major college championship games. So. Yeah. All right, you're number two pick, sir. I'm gonna give. Can an, I ask, wait, wait. No, ask no, Aaron, no. We had no Todd. idea you were trying to interrupt. Todd. How about for the guy healing? Just please be quiet for Todd, the guy that's Aaron, healing. Aaron already feels like he was regretting being here. So can you take a no, cue? No, I'm, I'm good. It's all. I was trying to bring him in. I was trying to bring him in to to, to a conversation about his pick. But if you guys just want to ramrod right over him, that's fine. No all problem. All right, ask him a follow up, please. Okay, here was my, and it has to do with his metric-based um, scenarios. So here's my question, Aaron. <laughs> Bills, I like the Bills too, but I'm a little worried that they had this huge win 
last week. Do you take into account like that kind of psychological effect, or you just go straight by the numbers? That's an excellent see, question. Because uh, I've, I've looked to try to, I've looked to to try to account for that. Like you know, if 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 such a psychological effect exists, you should be able to identify it beforehand. Say, oh, this is a game that's got one of those effects, and then this is the result. And I've never been able to identify it. So basically, you're saying it doesn't really exist. By the way, I'm open to that answer, but you're so you're I basically mean, I, saying. I think it's I think it's so unpredictable that you can't use it in a prediction. It can't be quantified. Like it may, as well. it like can't be can't quantified predict. is what you're saying, because it, how yeah. in the world are you going to say whether this team came off a psychologically amazing win versus another team? So basically, you're saying it may exist, but there's no way to quantify it. Yeah, basically. It's like your thoughts on God. <laughs> now we can go one second. Why don't we go back to the uh, simpleton part of the program? Go on. Uh, Natan, that was an excellent question. Every once in a while, you run into one. Nicely done. That was an excellent question. Thank and besides, you, both Gil. games are co- both teams are coming off big wins, aren't they? I mean, Denver uh, beat Carolina nicely. Right, yeah. but I would, I would, I would phrase the Bills' win over the Steelers in what There's was more a emotion. monster. Yeah, to me, that was like a monster. That was like a Bill's signature win for the season. Like, okay, now we've taken on the 11-1 and Steelers. We've proven we can play with the top teams. Josh Allen coming into his own. To me, that's like a real signature win. Prime but anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I just, yeah, I've never been able to quantify any kind of emotional effect from coming off a big win like that. Mikey, number two. In a season where I've adapted to taking overs in, in pro football, I'm going to give it a rare under. Uh, and I'm going to give the Dolphins and Patriots game under Todd. Is it is it 41 and a half? What number? That's what I got. Yeah, 41. That's what I got. You, you see, when we have two quarterbacks, and Aaron can attest to this, their passing offense is just not good between between Newton and Tua. Uh, I don't think they're dynamic at all. I think the defense is the stronger side of the ball in, on both of these teams. Um, I make this number myself, 38 and a half, because wow. of the ineptitude of, of Tua. I mean, I'm really down on this guy. You I think really he's, are. He, I, he, I, I'm, I'm actually not going to attest to that. Mm-hmm. Our numbers like Tua this year, and really? I'm surprised because I thought he was going to struggle. Oh. But Miami is something like 10th in passing, and it, that has continued. It's basically been the same with Tua that it was with Fitzpatrick. That'll get your Tua eight. I, I just uh, watch, watching Aaron's him play. Ten. He has one Understood. play. All he can do is, is fake the run and throw the end slant. That's all they could do against Kansas City. And then Kansas City got into this kind of prevent defense a little bit there in the fourth quarter where they were just trying to chew clock and let him have some easy throws. I think Belichick will take away what he can do. I also think you saw Cam Newton obviously struggles. He still, he still doesn't have the form he had uh, three years ago. And I just think this is a dead-under game in the humidity in December in Miami. I look for this game. I'm, I'm not sure who wins it, actually, but I'm thinking this is more of a 17-13, 17-14 type of affair. I will, I will say this. Brian Flores, who has been, by any measure, has done a spectacular job. Team that flirted, may not get there, but flirted with a division uh, championship this year if yeah. the Bills uh, weren't so great. Uh, he does, there is a bit of painting into the, painting himself into the corner with Tua, right? Because... If you believe, and maybe Flores doesn't believe this, but if you believe that um, if, if you believe, she'd like you to watch her bag, uh, Mike. She'd like you to watch her bag. Uh, if you believe that it's what happens when you do a live podcast. <laughs> Mike, make sure that's okay, that bag. Um, 
Uh, if but you, Aaron, I'm the if, one. I'm the one who ruins the podcast, Aaron. <laughs> sure, <laughs> absolutely. If, I'm just to make sure nobody's walking behind me. I I sent my girlfriend upstairs. I don't know. If the Dolphins have a game to get into the postseason, let's say in Week 17, does Tua really give you the worst? Does Tua really give you uh, the best shot of winning that do or die game over Ryan Fitzpatrick? And I guess what Brian Flores has already decided is. It's two, as long as two is healthy. And so that, that is the one little thing that'll be interesting to watch. I think that they, they, they put themselves in that position, though, when they went to Tua earlier in the season. Yes. Like the minute that he went to Tua, it was, okay, this is the quarterback for the rest of the year. Even if we're in playoff contention, this is the quarterback. We're sticking with it. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean by sort of paint. Maybe I mean it's my phrase to say painted into the corner, painted himself yeah. into the corner. Uh, yeah, but I mean I think it's not even in the last week or two that he's been painted into corner. I think from the moment that they switched quarterback, that that was decided. Yeah, you're you're right because I've I've actually said it a couple times this year. I said it initially with if they want to get to the, the division crown. I said it initially. Now it's to get to the playoffs. So you're right. It's been a while. By the way, she smelled wonderful, didn't she? I, oh. I I only smell the cigarette. It's, that's what I mean. It's it's a yeah. it's a it's a combination of Marlboro and Virginia Slims. That was fabulous. special Las Vegas smell. Yeah. Uh, uh, Todd, you're number two. Okay, so wow, this week is just so. I don't know if you guys feel that this week is incredibly hard, but I just feel this week is just incredibly and difficult week to come up with picks. But um, I'm going to go with another under again. You know, um, the Niners game last week i had the under with washington um nick mullins to me is not an nfl starting quarterback uh i'm gonna go under 45 in the dallas uh san francisco game i think they have to protect nick mullins they've got to run the football and i like san francisco defensively i think san francisco even though they've had all the injuries and everything i still think they're a good defensive team um, I think they can hold the Cowboys down with the red rifle, the beige rifle, as Mike calls them. You see how I, how I give uh, beige, I give uh, beige water you know, pistol. Beige, beige water pistol, right? I give, I give credit when Mikey comes up with something, you know, really good. Beige water pistol. I don't th- think the beige water pistol is going to be able to do much against San Francisco's defense, and I really don't think Nick Mullins is an NFL quarterback. So I'm going to go under 45 in the Dallas San Francisco game uh, to replace my Kansas City pick which would have led to all of us going 0-1. How about San Francisco-Dallas getting flexed out and the Giants and the Browns getting flexed in? That's, That's you, remarkable. It is. If, if Kansas City and New Orleans didn't exist this week, this is the worst set of matchups in any week ever in history. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. by the fact that there are teams with losing records that are in the playoff race. Yes, correct. Washington-Seattle saves it. Right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Miami, New England, kind of. Uh, my number Chicago, two, Minnesota. Right. That's right. That game was a de facto elimination game. Uh, my second pick is the Miami Dolphins. That's another one that w- the line went Ooh. against me. But is this your first pick? Well, I, I, Kansas City, I went and it was number two just because you mentioned it. Yeah. This is number one. This is number yeah, one. This okay. is number one. I, I don't so, know. Gil, what do you have? I have minus one, one and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood. What do you take? Minus, there? yeah, it's a minus one, I think. Uh, Miami. It's kind of teetering between minus one, minus okay, one and we'll, a half. We'll give, you, we'll give you the minus one. Hey, Go thanks, ahead. Todd. Todd, what are you watching over there? on the? On He's the watching Burnley and Aston Villa. Oh, Burnley right. against Aston Villa. It's a tremendous game with a spot of tea, folks. So, so I, don't have to add, week, oh. I don't have to add much to this other than I, like Aaron, really do kind of 
like Tua here. I'm not that uh, bearish on him. And I just think, you know, at some point you can't usually defensive, the, the propensity to get turnovers on defense is not a predictive thing. But the Dolphins have done this enough where to me it's like, no, this team, this team absolutely has a knack for this. And against a guy like Cam Newton, who has just been awful. Someone, I, I don't know, I wish I could remember who wrote this this morning. Somebody wrote, he's essentially an old tailback playing quarterback now in the NFL. It's an interesting uh, line. I don't have any confidence in the Patriots. The Patriots, it's not even, I mean, Belichick, to, to, for them to be 6-7 and seven is remarkable, I believe, because they just don't have the bodies. They just don't have a talent. I mean, last week against the Rams, that's why I love that Thursday night game so much. The fact that Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams, like Jacoby Myers, who was the guy Jalen yeah. Ramsey, you know. I'm sorry, go ahead. I Aaron. think Cam has been better than you're giving him credit for. I think the problem is that his receivers are terrible. Yeah, it's just a question of bodies. At some point, you don't have any players that are NFL restaurant quality. So I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm laying the one. I'd like to pose a question to Aaron, and then, Gil, you could comment on it. Mm -hmm. Todd, I don't really think you're qualified to. I'm going to give you five quarterbacks. If you were the GM of an NFL team, which of these— Mike, can I just say one word? (laughs) Wow. If you were the GM of an NFL team, who would you like to have out of these five and in order, okay? Tua, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Howell. I don't know enough about college quarterbacks to be able to tell you how I feel about Mac Jones or Sam Howell, to be honest. Okay, Just, fair enough. I don't really pay much attention to them until the NFL season is over, and then I look, start looking into the draft. Justin Herbert is clearly number okay. one, based on what we've seen. Uh, and I, I am not convinced about Trevor Lawrence like others are. And that is all about the one championship game last year against LSU. Like, here was the here we was facing pro players. It didn't go that well. So I think he has a lot to prove down the stretch of this college football season. Everyone's like, oh, the Jets are going to get Trevor Lawrence. Lombardi, Michael Lombardi says, oh, he's leaps and bounds the best prospect out there. Amal disagrees with that. Amal, yeah, Amal I do too. Sam Howell is pretty Howell, yeah, good. Amal likes Howell. Howell. He doesn't think Howell's Sam getting Howell's enough respect. Sam damn good. By the way, obviously you have to take Herbert because he's a proven commodity. You never know about any college right. uh, athlete before he comes in because it's not the same thing. So obviously you make Herbert number one. But out of all those other guys, I like Howell too. Um, tell them all that I'm with him on that. That guy is damn good. Two, two is my number two. Two is my number two on that list. That It is such an inexact science projecting quarterbacks from college to pro. And usually the only ones, Dr. Bob would say, the only stat that really matters is accuracy. But even that, take a guy like Josh Allen. He was horrible. He was horrific <laughs> the first two years. And now he's, what, top five. And his accuracy at Wyoming was not good. Right. So that's why it was like yeah. it was predictable the, way, he the first two years. But then, he, you know, he did this second, camp. He, he Hold on, Todd. I may just finish the sentence. He, he, the first two years, he was awful. He did this camp with Jordan Palmer, Carson Palmer's mm-hmm. brother. And magically, I don't know if that helped him, but one of the top five. Yeah, we've never seen anything like it. Oh, it is. It's historically uh, (laughs) amazing. I mean, I I don't remember seeing anything like it. And if you go back, you have to go back into like the 70s to find guys whose completion rates increased like that after two bad years. And the thing is, if they can do the kind of, you know, they they like filmed his – they filmed his release, and then they, they looked at where his feet were, and they looked at where his arm were, and they used all this technology the way they do with baseball hitters. If they can do that to improve guys' accuracy, oh. it actually opens up 
draft a lot more quarterbacks who become more draftable than they were before. If you can actually fix a guy's accuracy now with that kind of computer help. Uh, absolutely would be fascinating if you, if that's a, a, a thing now. Um, I honestly yeah. not take the gamble. I would bet that, Ad, that Allen is just a massive outlier. I think you're probably right. Um, but also so much of NFL QB is in the head. So much is between the ears and that's to make the decision fast to the right guy. So it's not always – now, maybe Josh Allen was the kind of guy he just needed his mechanics fixed and he had the head for it the whole time. But there are guys that come in and have great – like Drew Locke is never going to be a star in my opinion because he just doesn't have it between the ears. And it's hard to tell because in college those guys had all their reads defined for them. Yeah. Aaron, your third and final pick, sir. Uh, my third pick of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers – Minus 12 and a half against Cincinnati. I think at this point, the Steelers have become so overrated, they're underrated. And I think that the Cincinnati offense is horrific, horrific without Joe Burrow. Just awful. I, by the last three games, their rating and my numbers over a full season would make them the worst offense ever measured. Ever, if, if it was on, on pace, it would be to be the yeah, worst. Yeah, what offense. they've done since Burrow went out. <laughs> would be on pace to be the worst offense ever measured. Oh, man. How are they going to score points against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. Jeez. That's what I said about the Jet Jets against the Rams this week, too. How are the Jets going to score against that defense? I've been, betting, I've been betting the team totals under on Cincinnati every week and winning pretty easily. But I will say this in my Pittsburghese voice. Mark Malone and the Pittsburgh Steelers of the early 80s would have something to say about being the worst offense of all time. That team went about 14 games in a row with no touchdowns. Aaron's got the I mean, metrics. The worst offense that we've ever measured is the 2002 Texans. And the worst passing game is the 1992 Seahawks. Now, Aaron, but tell what the Bengals have done since Burrow went out is worse than both of those. Wow. Now, Aaron, just for giggles, tell everybody what the finest team is in all your metrics going back to 1985. Please, not, not Washington and Rippon. Please, please, not Washington and, and, and Rippon. We don't want to hear it. It is, in fact, the 1991 Washington Redskins and Mark Rippon is yes. the best team in our methods. <laughs> yes. Going back now to 1984. Yes. Now we know why Gil likes Aaron Schatz. No. Now we know Cause Aaron, Gil, No, he liked me before that. He liked me before we got back to 1991. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Aaron and I, I was in love with Aaron in 94, 93, and then when it got to 91, it was just a romance. All right. Uh, Aaron, do you have like in-between seasons, though? Because there are swaths of seasons where teams have like their third string quarterback playing and they're even worse than maybe, you know what I mean? Like you're taking all the whole season as a whole. Yeah, as an this is just measuring the whole season, not like uh, obviously there have been offenses that are worse than this year's Bengals without Burrow with other backup quarterbacks. I mean, with Kendall Hinton, like that may have been there the worst go. offense in NFL history, right? But um, but just I'm saying if 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 what they've done since Burrow went out was what they were doing for the entire year, it would measure as the worst full year of offense that we've ever measured. Like the Seahawks in 92 tried three different quarterbacks and they all sucked. They had Stouffer, oh. they had McGuire, oh. and um, I can't remember who the third guy was. Kelly, but they were all terrible. Kelly Stouffer and Dan McGuire. <laughs> Mark's brother. Yeah. By the way, the yeah. uh, the Ken the Kendall Hinton thing is clearly the worst ever because the one pass he completed, he looked to the sidelines and let a big smile, just knowing what an accomplishment that was. That I don't one, blame the guy. Yeah. They told him the night before, "Congratulations, you're now our starting quarterback." That's like, right. I mean, it's not his. 
<laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, but who knows what Kendall Hinton could do as an NFL quarterback if you gave him like an entire training camp? It, but uh, that's not what he had. If you get it, if you gave you him a, a, a day, what's that? You remember when the Bears ran Walter Payton at quarterback for a little while because they had like a a horrendousness at yeah, quarterback? Before they tried him at quarterback for a little bit. Yep. I don't remember that, that at all. Eighty four. Yep. Eighty four was the Steve Fuller year, right? Yep. They they went into uh, there's some McMahon, I think, there too. There was what that? Vince Evans. I think there's some McMahon. No, Vince Evans is earlier than that. Yeah. Vince Evans is really? like 83. They were bad at with Vince Evans. 84, Steve Fuller, the only game the Washington Redskins of yore, the, the Washington football team, ever lost in the playoffs at RFK Stadium was the 84 Bears with Steve Fuller. Uh, the only time they ever lost a playoff game at RFK. And then they went and lost the NFC Championship game to the 49ers. The Bears in 84. That's correct. When they ran Guy McIntyre to shove it and did Kazan. Right. And... But that was the precursor of the great 85 yep. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're number three. Aaron, how far how far back are you going on these? Are you going all the way back to my superstars? Because in 1977, people say we didn't win the Super Bowl, but they say we were the best Steeler team of all time. I think it's 76 that's supposed to be the best Steeler team of all time. Even okay, though they one didn't of those. That's the one that yeah. lost to the Raiders. Right. But, that's um, the one I Right now we have back to 85. I'm, so it's finishing possible. I'm finishing 84 and 83 now, and so then it's, it's going to get hard. <laughs> so it's possible. Here's what I'm saying. It's possible that the Mark Rippon-led Washington Redskins are not, in fact, I say are not better than the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1976. Give it them all to Frank. Go Harris and Rocky Pirates throwing it to Lynn Swan and John Stallworth with Jack Lambert, Jack Ham. Oh, yeah, let's go start. Right. We are going to have to find a lot of VHS tapes yeah. to get back to the 70s. That's right. I, I have a feeling we may Let's get see. blocked at 82. That is really your fork. That is your fork in the road. You just can't find the plays, right? You just can't find yeah, the Yeah, at video. a certain point, there's just the game books don't exist, and we have to find old VHS tapes. Like, we wouldn't have been able to do 85 through 89 if we didn't have certain games on VHS tapes. Wow. See, because DVOA is, is granular. It's every single play, Todd. You, you, that's so hard to, to find. Like, we already have where we're missing one or two plays here or there that are missing from game books or whatever, and we had to kind of guess. Yeah. By the way, Todd, Mark Rippon was sacked seven times all year. Stop it already. They were, they were 17 and two in one game, they didn't care. What? The Pittsburgh Stiller defense gave up like uh, 1.5 points per game. They were incredible. Incredible. Mel Blunt, have you ever heard of that guy? They didn't have to play the Buffalo Bills or the Philadelphia Eagles with their unbelievable. Philadelphia Eagles had one of your greatest rated defenses that year too, right? The greatest rated Gibbs. defense by far. That the 91 Gibbs guys Gibbs. never played Gibbs. people like John Madden. Gibbs overcame that, please. All right, you're number three pick. Well, it where? helped that the Eagles could score a point. Yes, that's where? that's true. I left that part out, Aaron. Aaron, where do the Cowboys teams of the early 90s rank in that in your list oh very well but what's interesting is the 49ers teams it's almost like i have the wrong team number one in most of those years like i think that the 49ers are higher than the cowboys in 92 and 95 this is for the regular season and the cowboys are higher than the 49ers in 94 (laughs) interesting because of that one one baltimore ravens defense hold on todd hold on hold on let please let the guest finish this comment that game that you're referring to, Aaron, uh, 1994, that San Francisco loss to the Eagles, it was like 41-8 to 8 or something like that. Yep. 
is still to me, after all these years, the single most perplexing outcome of any regular season game ever. Makes no sense. Yeah, How did that happen? Weird. Yeah, bizarre. They lost to an Eagles team at home, the, the 94 Niners. Ridiculous. Anyway, you're number three. Sorry. Maybe I missed it. <laughs> what was Todd's second pick? I only have, I only wrote down one pick for you, Todd. Under 45 in Dallas against oh, yeah. Mullins. I missed it. I do remember part of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, my third pick is the Colts-Texans over. Uh, what's oh, your number? 51? 51? This is the, this this is is the, the game you took incredible yeah. bad beat. I'm going back yeah. to it, Todd. I'm going back. They 51. had 44 points in the first half and two in the second half. The, they, the, the first half is much more predictive of these two teams and how bad the Texans' defense has been. The Colts are going to go up and down the field like they did here at Allegiant Stadium, and you're still not going to hold Deshaun Watson under 17. I, I just I, I like these overs. They're not even really sweats. These teams, they never force any punts. The, the, the only thing that kills these overs is if, like Todd says, you have a nine-minute drive with a field goal. Those are the only things is when they don't convert in the red right. zone. But they move up and down the field with little resistance. They rarely face third downs, these teams. Do they create third downs? So 51, Todd, is that it? 51. Thanks. Todd, you're third and final. Yeah, and Aaron, before we got sidetracked on all the uh, Niner talk and the Redskins are the greatest, I just wanted to ask you, do you have the Ravens defense in the year 2000 as the greatest defense of ever? Because I would contend that if you win the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, no? Where do you have them ranked? Well, if it's regular season only, it, they're better if you include the playoffs because they were so good in the playoffs. We don't even have them in the regular season as the best defense of that year. Wow, who was? Really? Tennessee was the best defense of that year. What battles those uh, were in the playoffs? Music City Miracle Team? That was the Music City Miracle Team, right? Uh, that was a year after the Music City oh, Miracle Oh, that's right. January 2000 was the Music City Miracle. Um, that's right. But the Ravens were the best run defense of all time. But against the past, they were something like fifth or sixth that year in the regular wow. season. Again, they, they turned it on in the playoffs. That Super Bowl against the Giants at that time in my life was my biggest bet ever. You had the Ravens. Oh, yeah. What did Giants punt? 17 times or something? They, oh. they just kept punt, 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 punt. I was like, this team is so much better than the Giants yeah. to me. Anyway. Those battles, lot, when they would play Tennessee in those playoffs in the divisional rounds, yeah. they were un unbelievable how badly they beat up McNair and he kept coming. They were oh. always like 16, 13 games. So great. A lot of the, the Tennessee and Baltimore are heavily up, up, adjusted in my numbers for schedule because, like, Cleveland and Cincinnati were terrible offensively. That's right. They were bad. Where do you rank the 85 Bears in, in terms they of overall defense? The defense we've ever measured. Number three? Yes. 86 Bears are two. Yeah. The 85 and the the 85 Bears gave up 30 to Tampa Bay twice. And, you know, people think about at the end they were shutting everybody out when it got cold. But early in the year, people put up yards and points against no, them. But Okay, so so number one was the 91 Eagles. Number two was the 86 Bears defense. Number three was the 85 Bears defense. That's an interesting point because the 86 Bears defense, people forget after the Super Bowl shuffle winning Super Bowl team. Ma'am, ma'am, enough, that, or I'm going to call security. That Bears, That Bears team – won games like by a field goal 13 to 10 every week they were really bad offensively and i remember when they played the skins in the playoffs you kind of knew you were like this is an accident waiting to happen but at one point it didn't happen that Please. year it happened the strike season the next Wait. year against the skins um yeah it's going to menace over here sorry about that um but that's interesting so 85 just below the 86 version of the bears yep 
Um, okay, uh, Todd, what was your third and final? By the way, I could talk to Aaron about his rankings of best defense and best offense for like a hundred years. Yeah, I know. What about this team? What about that team? Yeah. What about the I love doing the historical team? stuff. I'm so looking forward to finishing 84 and 83. And you know what? I'd like to talk to a guy like Aaron Schatz more than maybe, say, like a general manager who's on the radio. I think he'd be much better. Well, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm, you know what I want to find out about 83? Was the Washington offense on in 83 one of the greatest of all time? That at yeah, that time, it's going to be a good question. Yeah, because it, it wasn't until the 99 or the 98 Vikings, I can't remember what year it was, where, the, where they finally eclipsed the number of 98. points. 98 Vikings. You're talking about Randy... Cole Pepper to Randy Moss, and then Gary Anderson misses the first field goal in the history of field goals in the playoffs, and they lose to the uh, Dirty yeah. Birds. I it believe was, that was the Dirty Birds. But year. it was 15 yep. years before the 83 Redskins had that beaten, that, that mark. That was an unbelievable Skins offense, but the defense was the Pearl Harbor crew, as they called themselves. They were awful. Lost like 50 to 48. No, lost 48 to 47 on Monday Night Football to the uh, Packers. Just uh, amazing. Anyway, yeah, we could talk historical stuff, but Aaron will be here all day, so we can't keep him. Uh, number three, Todd. But that would be a great – that's just a lot of fun to go yeah. through like that. You know, this team is number six. This team is number – no, that's bullshit. Blah, blah, you know, it's that's great for debate. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, my number three, I was going to go with the Kansas City team. I already discussed why I can't do that. So – I'm going to just close my eyes, do something scary. I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to go with the New York football giants. Wow. Give me the five, Gil. Is that what you have, the five? Uh, four and a half-ish. Okay, well, which are you giving me? Four, four and a half, half or five? I've got it four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Okay. I see a lot of fives, but okay, I see what's happening here. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'll take the New York football giants I like this team's defensive football. Now, granted, you know, there's issues on offense. We all know them. We all love them. But, you know, Joe Judge, to me, is a guy he's tightening, battening down the hatches and trying to just will his team to W's. I like what they do defensively. Last week was not a great week, but it really wasn't because the defense was bad. It was mostly because the offense couldn't do anything. And Cleveland, you know, it was a great game Monday night. We all saw the craziness at the end. By the way, I love how they say the the, the pitchback safety thing is like, oh, it's the craziest loss of all time. It's not the craziest loss of all time. It happens all the time. How many times I personally have lost because of pitchbacks at the on the last it, play? It doesn't it happen. All. It doesn't happen in the NFL on a Monday night game where the line is three all the time. In a game that was forty-five to forty-two, and you know, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I agree. That was crazy. Yeah. But I'm saying I can remember tons of pitchback craziness on the last play of the game in the NFL. In fact, whenever I have a line and I know the other team has like one last play, I'm always sitting on the edge of my feet, seat going, please, not with the pitchbacks. Please, yeah. no pitchbacks. Yeah. And worst. so it does happen. It's the worst. It happens. Anyway. Yeah. The fact the that he's, Giants. The fact that he spiked it with, the, with and they left two seconds. The fact that they did the touchback. It's, all these things had oh, to conspire. It was crazy. Yeah. No, no, it was crazy. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it wasn't like. We've never seen this before. We've seen it. Uh, if you want to see something you've never seen before, the the Ball State game on Saturday with uh, Western Michigan, and they they were laddering the ball back and forth, and then they thought that, that their team had fallen on the ball, so the entire team ran on the field, and they kept the play going because he didn't really recover the ball, and they ran it all the way back for a touchdown. It would have been a win, but for there was another penalty. That was the craziest. Yeah. Except, except for the fact that the handle of that is a fraction of the Monday Night Football game, right? 
Well, of course, yeah. of course. But yeah. I mean, to me, Western Michigan against Ball State is just as good as, uh, you know, Browns against Kansas City. I'm not one of these guys who has like this, you know, if you bet on Ball City, you've got a problem, Ball what, State. But what's you, your third pick, you bet the NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, my third pick is the New York Football Giants, plus four and a half. The New York Football Giants football team is a fantastic defensive team. Well, maybe that's too far. I like their defense. I think they can hang in the game at home against the Browns. The Browns had this incredible emotional situation, and now they've got to go on the road and beat the Giants. I could so easily see this coming down to the end. Or even if the, the Browns are up late by 11, they give up the backdoor touchdown. Give me the Giants plus the four and a half. And uh, I'm not going to go with Kansas City, even though I want it. What's the What's the Minnesota-Chicago line that you have? I have Minnesota-Chicago at the, the Minnesota Vikings, either 3 minus 125 or 3.5. All right. Well, what's the ruling then? What do you guys If you're going to try to take the Minnesota, you can't take Minnesota minus 125. That's so, not so, fair. So Minnesota minus 3.5 is my number three pick. Uh, I am going to assume, and we know what we say about assuming, so I am making a leap here that Mike Zimmer and company know how to to call plays, not that Zimmer's the guy doing it, but that they know how to work around the Dan Bailey problem. And so <laughs> they are going to game script it in game when they're matriculating the ball down the field. They're going to keep that in mind at all times. They got to get this ball close before attempting field goals. I'm going to assume that they're aware of this. Uh I just think in the end, as great as Chicago's defense has been and showed itself last week, for instance, I'm, I think the Minnesota Vikings' offense to me is far more trustworthy than that of the Bears. And so I am going to lay the three and a half here and hope that the Vikings play this smart. 
and keep themselves in playoff contention. So what did they do this week? Did I they like, bring any other kickers in? I didn't follow it. I don't think they I did. He missed the extra point by 23 yards to the left. 20, 23 yards. Did you see how far he Is missed the problem? extra point? Aaron, you didn't You didn't hear that they brought in anybody, did they? I haven't seen any news of them bringing in other kickers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the old vote of confidence for Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey, who when he... When one, the, one time he could put the ball like this, right, wherever you wanted it, when he was with the Cowboys. I have a Dan Bailey jersey. I, when, I love When them. the Cowboys allowed Dan Bailey to, to go away, I was like, I can't believe they did that. He's so great. He was really good. And now look. The best kicker they had Kickers are all inconsistent unless their name Justin Tucker. That's right. Unless their name is Justin Tucker, who, by the way, missed a field goal two weeks ago and got one blocked That Miami week. kicker is very good, too. The kid oh, from he Miami. is good. He's very good. Justin Tucker Light. Uh, Sanders. Yeah, and then the other one is the Chiefs have a good kick, but that's about it. Tucker. That's Those right. are probably the three best in Three most mind. trustworthy mm-hmm. kickers in the NFL. Mike, mm-hmm. I like Rafael Septien. That was good. I like that. Hey, that Todd. Nice yeah. Todd. <laughs> you heard it. Todd, you know what kicker you could trust? The 1991 skins, Chip Lowmiller. That's who you could trust. Now, that guy could. Oh, Chip Lowmiller. Well, they, they probably didn't Just have don't to don't kick don't bring up Mark because Mosley they were greatest in MVP award. What would you say, uh, Aaron? Don't go bringing up Mark Mosley at his MVP award. Mark Mosley, 1982, strike-shortened season, National Football League MVP. What was more impressive for a kicker, Mark Mosley's MVP or Sarah Fuller's SEC Player of the Week? (laughs) (laughs) Why wasn't she kicking off the past week if she perfectly executed that squib kick? I don't get it. Mark Mosley, memories of my father hugging me at RFK as that ball went through the snow to clinch a playoff berth against the Giants. 15 to 14. Look it up, boys and girls. And he was one of those straight-on kickers like Dan Cockroft or Don Cockroft. <laughs> one bar, one bar helmet, yes. straight on. All right. Uh, teaser of the week. Aaron, two-team, six-point teaser of the week, sir. I like Pittsburgh minus six and a half. Twinned with Carolina plus 14 and a half against the Packers. Ooh. Interesting. Wait, wait. Interesting. The first one is again based on the fact that Cincinnati can't score any points. Pittsburgh the consensus one. is 13. Todd, Todd, so you'd have to Todd, let him, minus seven. Todd, let him explain, please. Oh, it's 13, so it would be uh, plus seven. Uh, it would be Pittsburgh minus seven then. Right. And Carolina plus 14 and a half. The Packers' defense has had a tendency to give up points with leads late in games to let teams come back and make it close. So Pittsburgh and Carolina for Aaron. Mikey. I was just trying to help him with the line, Gil, because the line was not I, six I know, and a half. But it was please, seven. please let the guest finish his thoughts, and then no, you I've can got you in lines. All right, Aaron. I apologize. I was just trying to help you with the line. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, Mikey. I'm going to take the Bills down to a pick. Yes. Uh, against the Broncos. Uh huh. And then I'm going to take the Cowboys up to nine. Wow. Against the Bron- uh, against the 49ers. Wow. What up with that? They don't have a quarterback. San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback. Well, they do, but he's not very good. He'll probably be right. I'm just. I don't know. Todd? Todd? Todd wishes. I'm going to go with Arizona Cardinals pick them. Arizona just to win the game. I think this Philadelphia Eagles is fool's gold nonsense. Uh, I'm I'm not a believer. And uh, I would like to. I'm just having a hard time with the other pick. You know what? I'm just going to go back to the tried and true thing that always works. Green Bay minus two and a half. So for me, there are three teaser legs that I love. Two of the Saturday ones, Buffalo and Green Bay. Mm. And then I like Indianapolis uh, on uh, Sunday hosting the Texans. Mm. Essentially, Buffalo would be to tease down to win against Denver. Green Bay would get it through the seven and the three against Carolina. And Indianapolis 
would uh, I like Indy too, Gil. I like that with yeah, you. Yeah, basically to one and a half to beat Houston. So in the end, you know what? Let's make it a special Saturday teaser event. Let's just go Buffalo and Green Bay. Okay, so you're going Buff to Pickham and Green Bay down to two and a half. Correct. But I I do like your call. I don't say the Colts are a different class of football team than the Texans. The Texans are not a come on. The Texans are bad. They're just bad. Every time you're just like, well, it's Deshaun Watson. The, come on, it's Deshaun Watson. The, no, they stink. But it's I like, hate that. But it's like I was saying about the Patriots earlier. Like the, the, the Texans, he, he doesn't have anybody to throw to anymore. Like he's running out of people. Coutte is like what his leading. You don't, but you don't even know some of these receivers' names anymore. Chad Hansen is like their number two wideout now. You know, like I, I don't. What is Chad Hansen ranked in the history of the pantheon of receivers? Aaron Schatz. What ranking is Chad Hansen? Would he be one thousand seven hundred twenty-two? Aaron, no ranking on. Aaron is not answering the question. He refuses to answer your. Sorry, name. what's the question? <laughs> your inane no, question. I was, I was joking around. I said in the pantheon of wide receivers, what ranking was Chad Hansen the number Very two low. receiver for the? What? What do you Very think? Low. Very low. Very low. Very low. <laughs> I believe he heard the question yeah, he heard initially the question. as well. He was acting like he didn't hear it. Final two, <laughs> final two questions, gentlemen. Uh, if we had to pick one of the big favorites that you felt is the most likely to lose outright, which favorite would that be? We'll define them as, uh, should we go with six? Let's go with six because this is interesting this week. Yeah. Six-point favorites are greater. Buffalo at Denver, six-point favorites. Green Bay, eight-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Carolina. Those are the Saturday games. The other candidates... Tennessee, 11-point favorites hosting, we don't know yet if it's a Matt Stafford or non-Matt Stafford Detroit Lions team. Uh, Tampa Bay, six-point favorites on the road against Atlanta. God, there's tons of these. Indianapolis, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Houston. Baltimore, 13, 12-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Jacksonville. Rams, 17-and-a-half now hosting the Jets. Wow, it's already 17-and-a-half. Arizona, six-and-a-half over Philadelphia. And, of course, Pittsburgh, Monday night, 13 points. My goodness, what a week. 13-point favorites. Can I do mine first? The chasm between the haves and the have-nots. Okay, Todd, you can do yours first. You can step ahead of the game. Because I have a lot of I – have, I, have a, 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 I think the Atlanta Falcons could upset the, the Tom Brady's. I really do. The Atlanta Falcons defense, and maybe Aaron can tell us about this, but I think Atlanta has improved very, very, very much on defense in the last, say – eight weeks of this season and i think their defense might even be above average now i don't know if that's yes. true by the Number stats six our ratings since raheem morris took over wow look at that see mikey and i was saying how many weeks was i saying atlanta's getting better on defense i kept pounding you with that anyways i think the atlanta you. falcons defense would you say <laughs> i said you like you specifically it's like mikey i'm the one <laughs> yeah my anti-raheem morris yeah <laughs> that's right no atlanta's but i'm just saying I'm just saying. I I kept saying Atlanta keeps getting better and better on defense. I really think they're not bad. They're they're a pretty good team no, on I, defense. Now you have to you have to deal with Matt boiling hot water. But you know, <laughs> other than that, maybe they can win the game. I, I I'll take the. I think Atlanta. I do think there's some wisdom there, though. We we tend to think of Atlanta as an offensive team and as a poor defensive team. That's not the case. The other one, Aaron, is Seattle. Hasn't their defense improved as this season has gone on? Yeah, I'd have to run numbers. I happen to have run Atlanta for somebody, so it's not yeah. got it on the tip of my brain. Yeah. But Seattle has absolutely improved on defense. No All right, question about it. Aaron of the big favorites, who's the most likely to lose outright in your opinion? Todd says it's the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm also going to say the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, because Atlanta, because the Atlanta offense could get really powerful, and their defense has improved. 
I mean, our numbers really like Tampa Bay, but I think of, of these teams, Atlanta is the team most likely to pull an upset. Mikey. Seahawks. They were not an, they were not an option. I thought they were a six-point favorite. No, they're five and a half. They were not listed. Buccaneers. Let, you know what? It's, it's a team that it's close. It's, it's very close. close. I, think we let Mikey, I think we should let Mikey get away with that, Gil, because it is kind of close. All right, but you guys didn't have that option. They would have still okay, taken fine. the Buccaneers. Would you have still taken the Buccaneers? I don't know. All right. I, I, I would, if I don't have the Seahawks, I'd take the Buccaneers. For me, it's the Buccaneers. Yeah. If it's Dwayne Haskins, I'm taking the Buccaneers. If it's Dwayne Haskins, I'm taking the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Clem Haskins ain't pulling no upset. You know, he's still in Minnesota Golden Gopher land. Uh, in, and, and the final question, we live in a bizarre world, including tonight's game. There's 16 of them. No one has a bye anymore. And you were forced to bet 15 of them. You were forced to bet 15 of them. But there was one game on the line that you want no part of whatsoever. Aaron, what's the game you would want no part of here? Chicago, Minnesota. Chicago, Minnesota. Mikey, game you want no part of. I don't want any part of the Titans-Lions because of Stafford's situation. I don't know if he's playing or not. Todd. Todd. I don't want any part of tonight's game. I think tonight's game is ridiculous. What the hell is going to happen here? The Chargers, who knows what you get with the Chargers. So I I don't want any part of this this, uh, Charger Raider nonsense. Tennessee-Detroit is the obvious one with Stafford's status. Uh, and then again tonight, because we don't know if those guys are playing on the Chargers yet. Uh, but if I were to r- remove those two from the equation, I think Baltimore-Jacksonville for me with that number is the one. Again, Baltimore is so dependent on game script. Do they fall behind? Do they go, If they go ahead, they could win this by 70 points. But if they fall behind, just, I always worry about them. So I'll just say that one because it's a big number. I mean, I'm sure they'll win, but by how much, I don't know. That would be mine. Hey, Aaron, speaking of Baltimore, I don't think Baltimore on defense is that great. What's your opinion on that? We have them eighth on defense this year. Oh, that's higher than I would have thought. What happened? The the other night was perplexing, wasn't it, against Cleveland? They couldn't get him off the field. Yeah, they were not back on defense against Cleveland. Terrible. Yeah. Aaron, but they, would lose, they lost a lot of guys to injuries. They had a lot of guys go out with injuries in that game. They did, as the game progressed. Yes. Aaron, where does the Rams defense rank? Good question. Uh, we have the Rams defense right now third. Mm-hmm. Who's number one, Aaron? Number one defense is Pittsburgh. Okay, I would rather have the Rams defense than Pittsburgh defense. I, I Pittsburgh is a good defense, but I, as a Pittsburgh star, Yenzer, I think they're a little overrated. I'd rather have the Rams. What, do you do you, you really like believe in that, or you do you no, think I that there's Pittsburgh defense? Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, when everybody's healthy, and they haven't been the last week or two, right? Joe Hayden was out last well, week. But when everybody's healthy, I believe Pittsburgh is the best defense in the league. Yeah, well, their problems are on. Who's number two? Who's number two? Number two is New Orleans, but they wouldn't be number two if the Kendall Hinton game didn't take place. Mm. Ah. Interesting. So it's basically Pittsburgh or the Rams, you feel, are the two top defenses. Yeah, and then New Orleans third. How about Washington? Where do they rank now? Fourth. Fourth. And who's the number two in it's three It's like family feud. We're, getting, we're going to run the board here yes. at the top eight. Yeah. I'm going to assume you have Kansas City number one in offense, and then who are no, number two in three? No, we have Green Bay now number one in offense. Okay, so Green Kansas Bay City passed Kansas two? City last week. And then who's number three? Uh, the number three offense right now is Tennessee. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Aaron, thank you. Uh, the founder of Football Outsiders. Uh, tell the people where they should go and get all the stuff at Football Outsiders. There it is, right on your wall. Well, they got They can't go to your wall, though. 
<laughs> uh, footballoutsiders.com is the website. Uh, check out all of our content. FO Plus is the subscription product with a big database of all this DVOA splits going all the way back to 85. Picks against the spread, fantasy projections uh, every week. A uh, bunch of stuff we're working on for the offseason. So footballoutsiders.com. All right. And Aaron, I look forward to you and I do our one-on-one on the radio side for a segment uh, after the regular season prior to the postseason. Absolutely. We'll do some playoff previewing. My man. I appreciate it. Aaron, I it. really enjoyed your uh, – out of all our guests, I really enjoyed you. Uh, Thank you. Definitely in the top two. Who was no, so, Who was else in the top two? Well, no, I never like to make people number one without Every, actually everybody, everybody else tied for first. <laughs> what kind of no, a comment no, is really, that? What is really that? Like, because I really enjoy the whole rankings of the different defenses and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that's a whole show. Yeah, we could do a whole thing on that it's, historical it's rankings. I love it. I, I freaking love it. Now, now, but I, I just never say anyone's a top without thinking through all the, the things. So you were definitely in the top two. But I just Thank want you, you to – I want to apologize for the for the other two people who couldn't even get ladies from the back of this round out of the thing and they're just a disaster Aaron so thank you for putting up with their really poor professionalism and uh, they're ranting and raving against one of the great geniuses of our time thank you <laughs> I'm sure in Aaron's accomplishments founding football outsiders appearing on late night with Seth Myers getting a vote now from the Associated Press for all of football's prestigious awards that you're ranking him number two is among his career achievements. I didn't know. No, see, that's perfect way to, to reword what I'm saying. I said he's definitely in the top two, which could mean he's number one. It just means I haven't thought through all the guests to uh, invariably give him number one. But thank you for changing what I said in pure 2020 uh, speak. And, and 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 trying to manipulate what I said when it's not what I said. Thank I you. stand corrected. I, I think without doing a deep dive, Brent is probably number one in your mind with the Amy Coney Barrett discussion. But Brent, I, I, we, we had Brent Musburger on, Aaron, and the first thing he did was get political on us. It was very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, pass. Yeah. How about Mike Pump's anger? What do you say, Aaron? What do you say? Pass. He said. Pass. I'll pass on. Pass. Yeah. Well, Mike Palm. You should have seen Mike Palm pandering to Brent like you've never seen pandering. He looked like Mitch McConnell. He was unbelievable with the pandering. He was like, "Oh, Brent, you're such a great. Oh, I love Brent. Brent. Let me ask you a question. 1977, when you had breakfast in bed that one time in the other room. Uh, what was it like? What was it like?" Oh, by the way, I love you. Did I mention I love you, Brent? <laughs> anyway, there was that. Aaron, we appreciate it. We've taken enough of your time. I uh, really appreciate it. Hope this wasn't as painful as it might have seemed to us watching you endure this. No, I made it through safely. <laughs> you did. The rhythm has been uh, has been a. Uh, I got the rhythm eventually. Yes. Yeah, you have to have a certain, you know, water off a duck's back when you come on here, like Ed Fing, who just gets right into it. Ed Fing. Ed Fing. Nothing bothers him. PhD. <laughs> just that's right there. Uh, for Mike Palm, for Todd Wishnev, for Aaron Schatz, Gil Alexander, thank you so much for listening. Good luck with all your bets in week 15. Let's go, Survivor. Let's get through. 82 left. We'll see how many next week. Thanks for listening.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.